Right, yes, we all know you bang. This shows that you're getting slightly better at making bad decisions. Being trans opens up a whole new range of dad jokes. What do you mean those politicians aren't so great? Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that has thick ankles and the face of a Jewish manicurist. <laughs> I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Amy Schneider. Man, I'm so glad that you remembered that that was the line I wanted to start with because as soon as they said it, I just fl- I was like Alfie Solomon's levels of flipping out over this. I was like, oh my God, I feel so seen. <laughs> I will say, I do think they've been a little bit hard on women with thick ankles this season. They have, that's true. They're really... Uh, well, and I'm like... Who is this for, Peter Morgan? We know. We know we have thick ankles. They know they have thick ankles. It's a televisual format. Right. Everybody knows. Yeah. I mean, we don't often get their ankles in shot, so. Also, I mean, and that line is said about Margaret. Right. And I'm like, how thick? I'll show you thick ankles, Vanessa Kirby. Get in here for an ankle off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have cankles, do you? Get out of here. Yeah. Honestly, I bet... Uh, what's her name that's going to be Liz- Elizabeth next season? Oh, Olivia Coleman. She has appropriately thick ankles. Exactly. Fucking yeah. finally. <laughs> it's a goddamn time that Olivia <laughs> Coleman got more roles <laughs> so I could feel like my body type is accurately represented. Yes. So let us dive in. Yes, This let's. is episode seven, Metrimonium. <laughs> right. Gee, I wonder what this is about. Uh, a harmonium. Yes, uh, probably. Yes. That instrument? Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Man, there's just not enough harmonium playing anymore. <laughs> it's a lost art, really. Yes. Well, cousins, if you're a harmonium player, we would really like to hear about it. Harmoniumist? Harm- harmon. <laughs> this is going to be... <laughs> Listen, it's going to be a situation, so let's just move on. All right. Brussels, Belgium, 1959. Goodness. I wrote, I have zero sense of timeline here, to be honest. I don't know if that is because I typed that and then immediately blacked out. But I guess well, my, my point I is, you, I just feel like I never know what day it is well, on the show. Right. Well, I think I assumed you meant more. You don't know how long it's been since the original group captain, Peter Townsend timeline. That would make sense. But that's yeah. absolutely not what I meant. <laughs> I, I think it was. I think it was more like how long has it been since the previous episode? Uh, okay, which I still don't know. Right, it was 1950 something. I bet. I I think that's. A it good was bet. after 1958. <laughs> so it might have been 1958. <laughs> whenever the Marburg files were published, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna figure this out. All right, with no help from anyone. <laughs> Too late to do any good. Exactly. Like, right. We'll be done with it, and I'll have like a serial killer like board, serial killer tracking board. Right. I feel like my friends and I say that as shorthand, like a serial killer board, like right. not a not like a people to kill, skins right. to wear kind of thing. Right. You know, people who were killed, skins that were worn. <laughs> well, you don't want to repeat wearing somebody's skin. That is right. so tacky. Oh my gosh! All the other serial killers are definitely gonna throw shade. Right. Well, wasn't that the protest at the Golden Globes? They all wore a man's skin on the red carpet. Honestly, that would have been so much more effective. (laughs) Harvey Weinstein could have covered like six actresses. (laughs) No wins for the crown at the Golden Globes. Because, I mean, how could they? Right. Like, and here's what I'll say. I feel 
bad for Claire Foy. Yeah. Because she is never going to win an award. Maybe she's won a BAFTA. You'd think we would know these things. <laughs> well. But I think that Claire Foy is a better actress than Elizabeth Moss. Full stop. Yeah. And I think Elizabeth Moss is a good actress. Yeah, she's good. But I think she kind of does the same thing. Even when she pretends that she's like getting really gritty and doing a New Zealand accent. Right. You know, she just like right. makes that face that she makes all the time. Yeah. She never has much force. No. And so I feel bad for Claire Foy because yeah. she has nailed this. This was right. her last chance to win an award for this role. Mm-hmm. And she's just not going to because yeah. everybody loves The Handmaid's Tale. Right. But I loved seeing Claire Foy cry during Oprah's speech. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't watch the Golden Globes pretty much at all because mm-hmm. I had other crap going on that yeah, day. likewise. But I went back and watched the Oprah speech and I started crying just when people were applauding for her. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Should Oprah run for president? Uh, I mean, I don't really think so, but I mean, you know, I'd like to see some evidence of what she thinks about various policy issues before I made a decision on that. I mean, I feel like it's like you get a health insurance and you get a health insurance. (laughs) Right. But there's more to it than that. Wouldn't it be great, though, if she was like a benevolent dictator forever? (laughs) I'd be down with it. Uh, you know, there'd be pros and cons. I think mostly pros. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, I don't know. I don't, you know, I've just seen a lot of people being like, oh, blah, 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 politicians. And I'm like, listen, I don't think Trump was the correct person to drain the swamp <laughs> since he is made of swamp. Right. But I'm like, eh, I don't see that these politicians are all that great. <laughs> this is the part where Amy turns into Schroeder from Charlie <laughs> Brown and says, what do you mean those politicians aren't so great? They never had their picture on the cover of O Magazine, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you see, it was like on the onion or something, and it was uh, Oprah. Uh, him said presidential run by turning O Magazine over to John Lovett. <laughs> Would it be L Magazine? No, it was still O Magazine. It was just it was a big just old John cover Lovett. of John Lovett's on the cover. <laughs> wow. Maybe I should read things on the internet more again. I was reading a great article that was an interview in the New York Times today about Tanya Harding. Oh, yeah. And then it just quit. Like, the story quit oh. on my page, on my browser. I was on the bus. Wow. Yeah. Bummer. Bus has got Wi-Fi now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I was just like, but I wanted to finish it. So it's good for me to remember. Yeah. But, like, Tanya Harding seemed to have fake nails on, but she insisted that they were real. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, you're nuts. Yeah. But it, it you know... You should you should finish that story because I it, want to. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. Right. Oh my god! Also, did you see the picture that I posted today on Facebook of two fucking live turkeys just chilling on Grand Avenue yes, in Oakland? I did. It just... was a man turkey and a lady turkey, and they were just hanging outside this boutique because I went to the hardware store because I'm becoming crazy cactus lady. <laughs> Since I'm allergic to cats, this is my outlet. <laughs> and they were just hanging out. They were just and like every like everybody at the hardware store was flipping out. They were like, they're like, are you gonna go look at the turkeys? Let's go look at the turkeys. I'm gonna go look at the turkeys. I mean And I walked outside, I was like, I wanna look at the turkeys. <laughs> and like they were all like afraid of the turkeys. And I I took my photo from a respectful distance. Right. Because I was like I, I don't fuck with wild turkey and I don't fuck with wild turkeys. Like I just, I have standards. Yes. 
Anyway, okay, that was an exciting thing that happened to right, me today. Yes. Back to the show. Right. We're uh, we're we're a good ten seconds into the episode, so let's. Yeah, uh... it's good that we've talked for five whole minutes about yeah. things that don't matter. Okay, well, so nothing matters. <laughs> right. Isn't that the point of Whalecast? Which is yes, back. That's right. If you're a Patreon subscriber for $5 or more, you get Whalecast bi-weekly. Haha, I said it on the air, so now you have to do it. <laughs> that's right. I know. <laughs> All right. Some song... I also promised my therapist if that helps everybody feel more confident. Not really. I've promised my therapist a lot of crap. Yeah, I actually don't much, so we'll oh, see yeah? how that goes. Okay, yeah. well, good luck. You're yeah. probably a better therapizer than me. <laughs> Therapy. Oh, man, that was so easy. Well, yeah, but it would be confusing if we use that because it's like a homophone with therapy, right? Therapy. So. Therapy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Some song plays over a slow pan of a room and there's like champagne bottles and a naked group captain, Peter Towson. What? I did not think we'd be seeing him this season. No, me neither. And we also get a pan over a sleeping, fully clothed Margaret. Yes. There were, by the way, by the pants, by his pants that were hung up, there did appear to be some lady clothes also hung up. Yeah, but then only he was in the bed. Right. So I was like, okay. Yeah. uh, Are you dating a ghost? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's probably into ghosts. Yeah. Group Captain Peter Peter Townsend gets out of bed. Uh, Notably, (laughs) Margaret does not get out of bed. Yes. I think not Beryl comes to bring her a bromo and her mail and margaret just goes (laughs) get out (laughs) and she remains as ever goals right (laughs) group captain peter townsend lights a cigarette and writes a letter and margaret drops the alka seltzer into her bromo and finds the group captain peter townsend letter and opens it quickly uh, it's the letter that he's writing. Yes. Currently. <laughs> it's not two different letters. In right. case anyone was confused. I mean, we can't prove that. I'm a little fuzzy on timeline in general, so I understand <laughs> if you don't trust me. We get some voiceover from Group Captain Peter Townsend. He's going to marry a woman named Marie Luce and wants Margaret to have a heads up, which is fair. Yeah. What is not covered at all in this episode mm-hmm. is that this woman, we do find out that she's 19. Yes. And according to Wikipedia, dead ringer for Princess Margaret. Oh. Uh, yeah. So Goodness. creepy. Wow. Group Captain Peter Townsend. Yeah. Real creepy. <laughs> yeah. Nearly succeeded my lifetime goal of dating your daughter. <laughs> Well, Margaret responds in a very mature fashion. She <laughs> smashes a vase. She just sweeps everything off of her table. How many vases do you think she smashes in a given week? Like, wow. <laughs> I feel like at least six. Because there have been multiple. Because she rests on Sundays. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah. I just wrote that human relationships are terrible. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> right. That Put that on my, on my tombstone. <laughs> Including the credits? Yeah. yeah. Here lies Kelly Anakin. <laughs> Human relationships are terrible. Credits. And then just like, by this point, by the time I'm dead, we'll definitely have like LED screens, right? <laughs> sure. On individual graves. <laughs> so just roll credits from all my favorite shit. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you this. Yeah. I mean, I guess also cousins. I assume one of you is going to be executor of my will. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you won't know which until the time comes. <laughs> Wow, that would be a fun movie. It's like the Westing game meets Molly's game. I don't know. Right. Well, there's no movies about podcasters dying yet. So. Ooh, man. Ugh. I just realized that someday there's going to be a biopic of Mark Marin. Eh, uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 
But how can they find anybody like greasy enough to play him? Oh, give these millennials <laughs> time, Amy. They got grease for days. Uh, so we see Matthew Good setting up an art exhibition. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Margaret tells him about the letter and Matthew Good is like, yeah, whatever. Group Captain Boar is marrying somebody. Which isn't even a good nickname. Like, yeah. if you're going to be a dick about Group Captain Peter Townsend, which I think he should be. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm really like, Margaret, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been long enough. And you should know better than to think any pact involving people who aren't fucking on the regular <laughs> is going to hold. Right. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. If you don't have the cudgel of withholding sex to enforce <laughs> pacts, you can't even call it a pact. Sure. The Warsaw Pact, entirely about blowies. <laughs> That's right, right? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Great. <laughs> they did say that they had a pact not to marry anyone else, which, again, you already were, like, engaged to somebody for a hot second. Yeah, like, I don't know why she's this mad. I'm like, did you not see the previous episode? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, she makes... <laughs> or did she get so drunk she forgot about it? Possibly. Also, really, we get it... Th- it's made clear in this episode that really what she's mad about is she always assumed that she would be the one... Like, she always was planning to break it off whenever she found somebody. Yeah. She just wanted to be... She just wanted to know that he... She wanted to be breaking his heart, and now she's Listen. not... I get it. Yeah. I mean, I've given you a year head start. (laughs) We're bearing down on the end of sabbatical, people. Form a line, an orderly line, and your applications will be rejected in the order they were received. (laughs) See previous comment. Human relationships are terrible. Credits! Margaret says that he's found happiness first, and Matthew Good says that marriage is the opposite of happiness. Oh my god, methinks the lady doth protest too much. Yeah. Like, give it a rest. I know it's the 60s, and you can't. (laughs) Right. And so Margaret's like, oh, but, you know, couldn't we make it work and have, like, a fun marriage? And he's like, no, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, communication in any relationship is super important, people. Like, listen to people when they say stuff. That's what, like, yeah. nobody... Nobody's really generally speaking. I mean, yeah, there are pathological liars. Right. But most people are literally telling you how they feel. Right. Like what I wrote down was when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Like, do it. Yeah. We strongly was, recommend this. He was super clear about the marriage thing. Margaret bounces. She's so petty. She's yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to stay for your dumb little art opening if you're not going to marry me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and all the press come in and like, she, like she's barely, like, her perfume is still in the air. <laughs> yeah. And the press is like, hey, where's Princess Margaret then? <laughs> and he's like, oh, here's all these pictures of celebrities. And they're like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You know art is stupid. The only reason we come to these things is to photograph Princess Margaret. I thought he meant that those people would like be there. I did too at first, but then I was reading. After this episode, I fell into a very deep wormhole involving uh, Matthew Good, who I know is a real person named Anthony something Jones. Yeah. Anthony Anderson Jones? Tony. I think it's Anthony. (laughs) Surely it's Anthony. <laughs> his real name is Anthony. I think his real name is whatever he chooses to go by. <sighs> well, let's look forward to 20 more years of those jokes. Yep. Let's. <laughs> and then I'll die. <laughs> and I'll have an LED headstone. <laughs> Credits! Okay. Being trans opens up a whole new range of dad jokes. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. I feel like that's an infinity mirror of gender. <laughs> yeah. Just look at it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the uh, the press are all asking about her and then some of them see her leaving and they all like chase her down the street in her car. And I think I'm right about the additional emphasis on the press this season. And I assume this is going to continue building yeah. until they deal with Charles and Diana, which I don't even know how I feel. I don't know. I'm going to wait to tell you how I feel when it happens. That's a good But plan. I think also, I think the next season of Feud on FX is Charles and Diana. Oh, wow. Which, again, I don't know that Ryan Murphy is the person to tell this story, or is he? I Nobody just, knows what Ryan Murphy is or does or why. I think that he is just like a collection of smaller Ryan Murphys inside of a Ryan Murphy suit. <laughs> Like the Oogie Boogie Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like trying to think of the appropriate, like I was like, fairies? No. Like two on the nose. Goblins? No. Just more Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Just an infinite number. It's it's Murphy's all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew Good, annoyed by these developments. Matthew Good then reviews his clippings and puts them into a portfolio at a fancy restaurant. Someone comes in and greets some lord and lady. It's Matthew Good's mom. Yeah, how about I that? I was surprised. Yeah. She's she's played by someone, and I meant to... I really did, everyone. I meant <laughs> to look this up. She's been in something else that we've reviewed. Or viewed. Yes, and also thanks to those who pointed out that we completely missed... Oh my god, Yara Greyjoy yes. was the possibly real or not real <laughs> patricia yeah and i don't know if it's just because she wasn't dressed in like you know greasy whale skins right or what yeah and i mean she was just such a different character and not yeah. just a different you know poise and Definitely. everything yeah so she did not come to his exhibition because that day was his half brother's irish guard parade and he's like they prayed all the time and she's like ah yeah. don't make me say that i hate you like <laughs> right. don't make me say it out loud <laughs> and he says that the reviews were very good and she says uh not the times the one that i read and he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> she asks after princess margaret and he says that they had a tiff about marriage and he says that he turned her down and his mom <laughs> says are you mad <laughs> he passive aggressively drinks to her health yes so, seems like a real healthy situation going on there. Yeah. So, an Asian woman is dancing in Matthew Good's studio, intercut with them, like, fucking on the stairs up this to his, like, bedroom. This is the most explicit sex. Like, I was, I was taken aback. Yeah. Like, Had I pearls, I would have clutched them. <laughs> yeah. I was so shocked. I was just like, whoa. And I mean, obviously, they're only doing this because neither of them is a member of the royal family. <laughs> right. Right. But it was like, wow. Yeah. It was surprising i thought they showed i don't know i could be wrong it was hard to see but i thought they showed him like eating her out or like getting ready to or yeah something. I, I think so. so too but anyway yeah they're uh they're having uh graphic sex and uh afterwards he says that there's something he has to tell her cut to thunder <laughs> and matthew good with yet a other woman <laughs> saying he told Jackie, but she didn't take it lying down. I mean, we saw them fucking. Right. And he does actually make that joke. He's like, yes, yes. she rarely takes anything lying down. <laughs> right. Yes. We all know you bang. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that this was the couple that he was talking about. 
that he said were like really good they were like they dazzle in public and in private or something like that yeah anyway so he's with them or possibly not them just look they're a hot couple that's right there's a threesome happening is what i'm saying yes indeed mrs fry asks to see him on thursday but he says he's seeing margaret that night and like mrs fry cannot believe that's still going on (laughs) because she has thick ankles on the face of a jewish manicurist and like yeah but also she's rich and he wouldn't ever have to do anything yeah. except for bone down, yeah. which is his preferred activity, That's apparently. Right. So he says that he has to marry Princess Margaret. But like, newsflash, MG, no one has to marry anyone. Right. If you well, he, don't want to marry Princess Margaret, like maybe don't marry Princess Margaret. Yeah. Well, he's like, don't ask me to explain why. It's like, uh. I was like, well, someone better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, this is very confusing to me, and it's just like, ah, the travails of polyamory. Yeah. More so later. Oh, listen. (laughs) I'm here for the whole episode. Right. So Margaret checks herself in the mirror and uh, looks in on Queen Mum, who is uh, snacking and watching a nature special. This is maybe my favorite scene (laughs) of the Queen Mum. She's just fucking chilling like a boss. (laughs) She just gives zero fucks. Yeah. She just loves nature specials and food. <laughs> so she goes outside and there's Tony on his motorbike and <sighs> Okay, listen. Yeah. I'm not made of stone cuz I was like what an asshole. But like he's like revving the engine specifically to like irk the queen mum yeah. and I'm just like sploosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, like, "Hey, Tony, Baby, you got... Oh, I always want to say, baby, you got my number, but that's not how that song goes. It's about money. Yeah, it is. She has the money. Yeah. He has the motorbike. (laughs) That's right. Coming soon to theaters. Vroom, vroom. (laughs) (laughs) They're uh, driving around London, and she's talking to him or something, and we can't hear. And then they uh, get back to his place, and they're like kind of play fighting with each other before they have sex. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I feel like it was sexy in the moment, but now I feel like it is, you know, disturbing. Uh, I think it was sexy in the moment and clearly consensual, so... Yeah, I know. But I was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I was just watching this show. <laughs> right. <laughs> Matthew Good is just flicking a lighter over and over, like someone who's making very good decisions. <laughs> As Margaret comes down the stairs, and he's got a box for her, and it's like a hat box... And inside of it is a lot of film, which she pulls out. And at the bottom of that is a round box with her eyes on it. Oh, I'm sorry. It was like a cardboard box. And then this is the hat box with like her eyes only from that photo that he took. Mm -hmm. And then inside there are more boxes. And I was like, this is great. This is like when my brother put your Christmas (laughs) present in that giant box with random shoes. Yes. (laughs) So, of course, there is a ring box. And then inside of the ring box, there's another ring box. <laughs> yes. And Margaret is like so vulnerable in this moment. Mm-hmm. She is just like, and again, you just have to give it up for Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. Because there's yeah. so much playing on her face. It's incredible. And Jesus, it's like this enormous fucking ruby. <laughs> I like, I like fell off of my chair. Yeah. And he says that he won't go down on one knee and she like is giving him shit about like, oh, you won't, you know, mm-hmm. bow down. And he's like, no, my knees are chafed from fucking you. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, correct answer. <laughs> he asks her to marry him and she pauses and says, this is a good pause, Margaret. Yeah. 
This shows that you're getting slightly better at making bad decisions. <laughs> she says that he thought he hated the idea of marriage. Uh, and he says, yeah, I do. But he hates the idea of losing her even more. So she pops down behind the original box and crawls over to him. And uh, they fuck again. Yeah, like you do. And he asks her to promise one thing, not to bore him. I mean, she's not like a dancer. Right. Like, sorry, dude. <laughs> and she makes him promise not to hurt her. And I'm crying. Yeah. And I was like, also, Margaret, you should know by now, like, that's not a promise anyone can keep. That's true. Like, he... I just, yeah. I want to marry both of them. Aww. <laughs> so then... Margaret tells Liz about Matthew Good's proposal, and I loved Claire Foy's reaction here because she just like <laughs> her face does not move a muscle when when Margaret tells her. It's just hilarious to me. Um, but she doesn't say. What did she say when she told her about Group Captain Peter Townsend? Was she like, "Oh, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, I believe so." Yeah, so Margaret's like, uh, are you going to fuck around with me on this one again? And Liz promises that she will never block any marriage of Margaret's ever again. And I'm like, don't write checks the crowd can't cash, please! (laughs) Yeah. Margaret explains that Peter is also getting married to a 19-year-old, and so her announcement must come first, and she wants to go get that started. Which I mean is, you know, really, public relations-wise, yeah, that's good. Because then he's, like, marrying a 19-year-old, like, out of spite. Yeah. If you get your announcement out first. Oh, listen! Pro spite. <laughs> Never let it be said that I am not pro spite. Yeah. Matthew Good is in his studio looking at some prints and prints, not like princes. <laughs> right. On this show, it's uh, no, you know, yeah. so so photographic prints. Yes. He dials the phone and he's called Burr Castle to speak to his mother. Her title is Lady Ross, and mm-hmm. the butler is way dismissive, even though it's her fucking son. Yeah. Well. So he goes off to see where she's at. He comes back and says Lady Ross is resting and won't come to the phone. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah. Oh my God. Just yeah. when you think parents on this show can't <laughs> get any worse. Yeah. And she takes it to a new level. Yeah. So Matthew Good is sad. Yeah. And hangs up the phone, but he hears like a thud and says, shit. And I was like, what's that about? Is Jackie like hiding in a box somewhere? (laughs) And it's Margaret. And then they're excited. And I'm like, but is he really excited? I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) We see a dean entering Liz's study. And then we see Matthew Good and Margaret in bed. She asks about where he would like to get married. And he's, you know, she says we could skip the Abbey and like shake things up. And he's like, oh, how about Gretna Green? Or Las Vegas. Yes. They would have so much fun with a Vegas wedding. They would, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Liz asks Adine to get the ball rolling on Margaret's proposal. Adine, <laughs> uh, less poker-faced than Liz when hearing the news. Well, he's not hearing it from Margaret. <laughs> right. Also, for the record, I still miss his mustache. I agree. And Liz puts her foot down, says that she is going to support it, come what may. And Adine says, well, there is one slight problem. <laughs> I enjoy your Adine impression. (laughs) I don't think it's accurate at all. Yeah, I don't know. But it's sort of how I feel about him. (laughs) Right, yeah. Kind of unctuous. It was more a spiritual impression. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, they're really into those on SNL, I hear. (laughs) Matthew Good says it might be fun to do the Abbey, his friends on one side and hers on the other. And, you know, he's like, he's just super amped about bringing all of his dickbag friends around. Yeah. She, on the other hand, is primarily wanting to eclipse Liz. Mm -hmm. And look i am pro spite but man this bitter streak is not a cute look margaret yeah yeah that's true well 
it's just look it's one thing if it's fun right but she clearly is too emotionally invested in outdoing liz yeah yeah she is when liz doesn't even give a fuck yeah like all of the things that margaret wants to like best liz at are things that liz would be like oh i did what (laughs) i had a wedding (laughs) goodness liz is a lot like a (laughs) grown-up version of alice in wonderland from the disney cartoon (laughs) yeah (laughs) michael i give myself very good advice (laughs) but i very seldom approve of who margaret wants to marry (laughs) margaret tells liz about the plan and gives liz a copy of the announcement and Liz says, oh, that's wonderful, but... And Margaret says, don't come in with buts. And I'm like, correct answer, Margaret. Yeah. Uh, Liz says that they'll need to delay the announcement for a few months because Liz is expecting and she's only 14 weeks along. And that is a protocol issue. They can't issue any other announcements about the royal family until the baby is born, which is the goddamn dumbest thing I have ever heard. It is so stupid. Yeah. Like, I don't know when it dates back to or why. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, y'all sell papers. Yeah. That's like your main job. Yeah. Yeah. Just insane. But apparently, like, there's no getting around this protocol issue. Um, Liz can't see why <laughs> Margaret is upset. Yeah. She's just like, it's protocol. <laughs> protocol should never upset anyone. Yeah. And she's she's planning to throw them a party just to show that the, she has the, you know, that the crown gives their support. And that's more than we did for Peter. And Margaret says, you never did anything for Peter. And then goes upstairs and i'm like yes and liz is like that that was my point yes (laughs) matthew good is watching tv with the fries and it's like election returns or something yeah it is he'll be given an earldom uh once he marries margaret which means he will outrank his stepfather and half brother oh dear childhood (laughs) train trauma so the situation when he okay his mother left his father right he had polio and didn't have a title and so no one liked him yes that's matthew good his father was like a barrister or something yeah anyway when his mother remarried she liked that son way better because he had a title and also not polio yes so when they would ride on a train that kid would ride in first class and then there was another kid that would ride in second class. no i think that was his mom and his um stepfather would ride in second class. Oh, okay. And then he would have to ride in, like, steerage right. of a train. <laughs> Where there's just all, you know, Irishmen having a dancing party. And... Yeah, and, you know, his one Italian friend that says, <laughs> Life is beautiful! Yeah. You know they're not going to survive if that train crashes. No. And so he's telling this story, and I'm like, Oh, this is really too deep. Uh, you're a tertiary, buddy. Like, oh, they don't want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. It's super awkward. Yeah, it is. So we see Phil reading Man, Race, and Darwin. Great! He's brushing up on his eugenics. I like that because I wrote down he's just just studying up on my racism. (laughs) Good job, everybody. Yeah, so we, we both saw the same thing there. At some point, I guess before the big party, Phil asks Liz if she's in the mood for questions, and he says that he wants to know if pregnancy hurts. Like, everybody hurts sometimes. She's... (laughs) Promise not to hurt me. (laughs) Have you heard about pregnancy? (laughs) Yeah. And she says that it's uh, uncomfortable and, uh, you know, lasts forever and compares it to a journey from Aberdeen to Balmoral. That's like the most British comparison of all time. (laughs) Oh, also, in a previous episode, 
I said that they were at Sandringham, which was where bagpipes were invented. Uh, I'm sorry. I have a very hard time keeping Balmoral and Sandringham straight for some yeah, reason. No, I, know what I you don't mean. know why. Right. It's just those two. Yeah. The other ones like Windsor, Kensington, Buckingham. Boom. Got it. <laughs> I understand where they are. Yeah. I get what they do. Right. At any rate. No, that's actually. I just yeah, wanted to correct cause... myself for saying that. Yeah. Bag, I mean, bagpipers could be at Sandringham. Right. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, because that sailed past me too. And now that you say it, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. the doy. (laughs) They just hadn't referenced Balmoral recently. Yeah. She complains that like her toes are disappearing and he says that he he likes her toes. They're the second best thing about her. And she's like, oh, what's the first thing? And he says, well, more two things, really. Oh, I just got what the fuck he was talking about. (laughs) Because this whole thing made me so uncomfortable. I was like, Peter Morgan, I did not need to see this. Yeah, this... At all. Yeah. Because he wants her to like role play being a barmaid yeah. or like a, a milkmaid. And I'm like, this is a super creepy sexual fantasy. Yeah. Phil. I don't like this at all. Yeah. Anyway, it's super gross. End of scene. Yeah. Let's never talk about it again. <laughs> Cars pull up to the party. Margaret gets out dressed to the nine. She looks great as yeah. usual. Mm-hmm. Although I think she looked better for her engagement announcement that didn't happen. Yeah. She's solo. Tony is not with her. The music inside is very rock and roll. Yeah. And Liz and the Queen Mum are chatting with Lady Ross. Liz looks at Matthew Good distastefully as he mocks all the pomp and circumstance, as do all his vulgar friends. Yeah. He goes to the all bar. All those rowdy friends are here for Monday night. I know. <laughs> he goes to the bar to get a drink and encounters Mrs. Fry, who's pregnant. Hey. <laughs> and she's 99% sure that it's his baby. Yeah. And, and she's like, it's this whole big thing. I'm like, don't be polyamorous if you can't handle this kind of shit. Yeah. Because it'll happen. That's what's, yeah. Also, like, you knew, you knew what was up. Yeah. Like, you know what time of the month it is. Yeah, well. I assume. Yeah. At any rate, she daren't tell Jeremy. You know why? Because you never trust a Jeremy. <laughs> oh, but her dress is so fabulous. <laughs> well, so yeah. great. Right. Uh, Liz remains suspicious. She has clocked this little interaction. Yeah. She's uh she's sometimes surprisingly insightful. I'm so boring. I pick up on other things fairly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> People keep dancing and Philip is saying that this party proves that the country has changed within a generation how different it is and is really getting really pissy about it. And like it's so easy for Tony when he was like the grandson of a king and there was still like oh so many obstacles. She's Guess who's below. never going to be queen? Right. Guess who's never gonna be queen yeah it's like, margaret it's a big difference buddy she's dead now <laughs> right so unless the rules of succession are altered drastically <gasps> zombie margaret <laughs> perish the thought jk <laughs> the queen gave her traditional speech opening parliament requesting more brains Following which, she proceeded to eat the PM's brains. <laughs> oh, the traditions of our scepter dial. Um. <laughs> there he is. Britain's greatest zombie. <laughs> Queen Mom drags Margaret off to Conga. There's a big Conga She's line so here. fun. Yeah. Gosh, whether she's leading a conga line or watching a nature special, <laughs> as long as she's not bitching about the monarchy's diminished role, I am here for it. Yeah, which just reminded me of that Mitchell and Webb sketch that is just a, basically a straight-up retelling of the first ball scene in uh, Pride and Prejudice, with the only difference being that they're dancing the conga. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. <sighs> Liz tells Dean that if there's anything they should know about Tony before he marries into the family, they should know about it. And if Michael Dean's bow tie could, it would like spin around excitedly. <laughs> And this is the first, and I have watched the whole rest of the series, only Lilibet of the season. Oh, wow. This is the only time anybody calls her Lilibet. And huh. it's the queen mum trying to get her pregnant ass in a conga <laughs> line. Which is like, queen mum, you've been pregnant yeah. at least twice. Yes. You know that that is not a good idea. Yeah. Adine and the mustache gather to give Liz the dirt. And it's like, why? Who invited you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's just calling Michael Adin and saying, hello, Michael. Is there uh, any sort of grubbery I could get into this week? They state that they don't intend to moralize, but they yes. are going to anyway. <laughs> Tony pushes boundaries. He's unconventional. He's not down with the Christian path. Yeah. And I love them seeing like, how far are we going to have to go before Liz figures out what we're saying? Like, so, <laughs> I liked this. I hope someday somebody has a scene like this about me. <laughs> like, in life, in art, uh, possibly displayed on my LED gravestone. <laughs> so, Tony is involved in no less than three other intimate relationships that they know of. Yes. Jackie Chan... I know. I, I died. know. I died. It's like, yeah. I, it's that, history. Yeah, I know. There's nothing they can do about it. Gina Ward and Miss Robin Banks. And those are just the natural ones. Right. And Liz cannot handle hearing about the gay shit. Yes. She's like, uh, uh let's talk about literally any of the <laughs> other ones. Yeah, well, because La Mustache isn't sure that she got the message and he starts to go on a little bit and she's like, yes. She's like, but, 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 but. He's semi-gay. I got it. (laughs) They then drop the bomb that Mrs. Fry is expecting. Liz asks for a photograph. (gasps) Detective Liz on the case. Yeah, not bad. She puts two and two together, which, knowing what we know about her education, is impressive. Well, people eventually taught her using corgis. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so... If Sugar leaves, there are three corgis. I would say more of the corgis' names, but for some reason, Sugar's the only one I can ever remember. Well, I think they're written down in the next episode. Okay, great. Well, then maybe I'll do this joke again. (laughs) Maybe you will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. So Liz recognizes her from the party, and apparently... The strain of this is so much. Liz gasps and clutches a curtain. Yeah. There seems to be some sort of baby in danger going on inside of Liz. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, I didn't, this, it was a weird shot and edit that I It didn't. was weird and I'm like, oh, I don't believe this at all, Peter Morgan. Yeah. I don't believe the news that finding out that Margaret's sketchy boyfriend is sketchy <laughs> induced a premature labor. Right. Like, that's dumb. Yeah. You don't understand how babies or sketchiness work. <laughs> yes. Whole bunch of cars pull up filled with doctors and midwives. It's like the Handmaid's Tale up in here. Yeah, it's there crazy. There were too many. I was yeah. like, how many babies is she having? <laughs> the Royal Swarm. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says that it's now time to inform the Home Secretary. Who is that? Uh... It's, it's sort of like the um, it, well, it's not. There's not an exact equivalent in the American system, but it's a cabinet level position. It's like sort of like Secretary of the Interior, but more power. Actually, I think it might be close to uh, Attorney General. Wow, I sure don't understand what any of those things do. <laughs> right. 
Open yeah. for president. Yeah. But I'm not actually sure. <laughs> okay, great. Like, I know what the foreign secretary is, but the home secretary really could be anything as far as I know. I imagine they do a lot of curtaining. <laughs> uh, Phil is playing either squash or racquetball with his replacement mic. Right. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. I was just so happy when I came up with replacement mic. <laughs> I was thrilled. Yes. <laughs> The doctor puts Liz under twilight sleep, and uh, that looks great to me, <laughs> as cabinet prays for Liz's delivery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very normal person. I'm like, man, I wish somebody put me under twilight sleep. <laughs> it sounds so fun. Yeah. Like it's on My Little Pony, French of His Magic. <laughs> <laughs> this is our friend Twilight Sleep. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Anybody want a party? <laughs> <laughs> what did he do to Spike? <laughs> they do have that one i think is it spike who's the dj i don't have time to get into the finer points of my little pony friendship is magic fair enough hashtag team brony (laughs) phil just keeps playing with replacement mike so i guess they well they're in this like it looks like tron if tron was real shitty like (laughs) that's what it looks like to me it's like this bombed out like warehouse yeah i don't know the difference between squash and racquetball nor do i so Liz is still conked out and I can't figure out whether she's delivering vaginally or whether they're doing a C-section or what. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, the baby's fine. Yeah. Good news. And I honestly, like, I've watched so much Call the Midwife <laughs> that I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Understandable. Phil then listens to the radio announcing the new prince's birth and I'm like, did he find out organically ever? <laughs> or is this the first he's here? No, I know. Like... Calling the, home sec- calling the home secretary is fine. <laughs> Perhaps calling the father at some point might have been advisable. I'm sorry, ma'am. They were at that squash court where <laughs> no sound gets in or out. <laughs> it's protocol. <laughs> he stops lighting a cigar to like look out at like an Air Force demonstration in honor yeah. of the baby's birth. And people outside the palace are cheering and greeting Margaret, who's in a car. And somebody's like, your majesty, you have a new nephew. And she's like, yes, I know. <laughs> right. My telephone works. <laughs> it's the only reason I bothered coming over to this terrible place. <laughs> See, if she wanted to call it a horrible old mausoleum, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. She has to go there frequently enough that it's like, I get that you hate it. Right. I mean, you know, Liz and Phil hate it, too. Mm-hmm. Like. Everybody, everyone hates it everyone agrees it it's sucks. gotta be so drafty yeah so margaret enters to see liz and the baby which they tr- thought of various names and finally decided to go with andrew after philip's father and <laughs> margaret's like you know she was like the bankrupt something something yeah finance minister yeah something like that and liz goes philip's father <laughs> <laughs> So Margaret asks. If also, spoiler alert: We're gonna meet Philip's father in the next episode. Uh, why they would name anything after him? I wouldn't name like you know a uh, bunion after his dad. <laughs> yeah, people weird about family. So Margaret asks for Liz's blessing to announce the engagement, and Liz gives it very quickly, but asks if Margaret is quite sure that Tony's the right man. I feel like having Liz for a sister must suck so hard. So I get the bitter streak. I understand, <laughs> but it's just like, just say what you mean, bitch! Yeah. Just starts lecturing and saying that... Stop it! <laughs> that Tony is complicated. I think I think it's maybe in here where Margaret's saying that, you know, he went to, like, good schools and he cocked the winning crew at Cambridge. And I'm like, I bet he cocks the winning crew. <laughs> um... 
<laughs> I bet he loves the book Maurice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, that would be a good one to re-listen to. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway. I wonder if you can buy the movie for less than $5 million now. <laughs> Hard to say. Well, you'd think they'd want to capitalize at least on this whole call me by your name thing. Yeah. Well, plus on the big bump it got from our podcast. Agreed. <laughs> Do you think it's sexy to have somebody call you their name? Uh, no, I don't right? get that. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or have sex with a peach. Well, yeah. But, you know, it's like beautiful in Italian or whatever. Like, Is it? I don't know. I saw the trailer for it. Dick, it seemed very sun-dappled. <laughs> Dick is beautiful. <laughs> That's my review of a movie of a movie I haven't seen. Yes. <laughs> Margaret's going to marry Tony if it's the last thing she d- does and prove that she uh, is her own woman and can break free, a woman in her own right, for the modern age. And Liz is like, well, you had the chance to break free, but you won't give up the title and the privileges because you love them too much. And it's pretty cold. Like also accurate yeah yeah like, like it's or accurate <laughs> yeah I mean, and, and margaret's like you are <laughs> yeah and this is like i don't like any of this <laughs> yeah you think i want to have 47 people looking at my vagina <laughs> yeah i only recently learned the word for it <laughs> liz doesn't really have a good response and just says i'll see you at the abbey Oof. no margaret says that Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, that's not a Liz line. She'd <laughs> no, be no. like, I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to see you soon for tea. <laughs> Everyone prepares for the wedding. And the kid who plays Charles's ears are on point. Really, <laughs> really good job, Nina Gold. Yeah. Also, I really think I was actually occurring to me that like, it's interesting that we see so little. We never see Liz and Phil with their kids ever. And well, that one time when they were looking at that globe. Right. But like hardly ever. Like yeah. when Phil was out of town, they hung out sometimes. But like here, they're all getting dressed in separate rooms. They're not mentioned at any point. Like Charles looks kind of sad in the one little scene he gets. And well, I think, you know, uh, I think they're- as we all know, being around your parents too much screws kids up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so i think it's, it's just interesting i think that's all groundwork for where they're going to go with him which is where he went in real life so yeah so um apparently they invited jackie chan <laughs> and also the fries and yeah. it's like Ugh. i mean i don't know like it would be rude to not invite your various side pieces to your <laughs> wedding yeah I guess. in a sense sort of yeah but really uh yeah so okay what do you think margaret knows that he's fucking all these other people I don't know. I also don't know. Yeah, no. I I really have no idea. But again, it's like, believe people when they tell you who they are. Yeah. Like, oh, I hate marriage. I don't want to be bored. Right. Like, that's British code (laughs) for I'm a fuck a lot of people (laughs) that aren't you. It's British code for I may be a sex addict. (laughs) (laughs) So Margaret comes down the stairs at Clarence House. Once again, great use of the set at Clarence House. Yep. Matthew Good is in the car with his mum, and there's a bunch of opera. So this speed, this episode's speed is Zadok the Priest. <laughs> yeah. And Liz and Phil just like look at each other and, and i'm they, like is this like a milkmaid thing yeah or, uh, they both look terrible also like have you not met your kid yet is that what this is about yeah like both of their outfits are awful and i mean phil's just has to be because of that it's just that horrible tuxedo yeah. that looks all baggy and whatever but liz's dress i hated 
So Margaret comes out to get into her carriage and is embraced by Phil. So Phil embraces her and says that her father would have been proud. And I cried. And that is nuts. Yeah. That a scene with Phil made me cry tears of anything but rage. Yeah. But it was really a stand-up thing to say because yep. I remembered God I hadn't even thought about it the the episode where King Lane Price dies and he and Margaret sang Bewitched Bothered and Bewildered together yeah. and then later you know the Pride and Joy episode mm-hmm. where it, Liz was his pride and Margaret was his joy and yeah. it's just like fuck yeah and I just do wonder what King Lane Price would have made of Tony yeah. If anything. I mean, I don't think yeah. he was in the business of denying Margaret anything she wanted. Yeah, that's true. Which is sort of the problem of Margaret. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, that was a really sweet scene. And it I was. was very happy that they included it. The crowds are huge. Uh, everybody's super excited. Margaret's tiara is gorgeous and is what led me down the wormhole. <laughs> because I was like, what's that tiara, though? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember anything about it, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> So Matthew Good tells his mom that this isn't bad that for the son that she always rejected. And uh, he supposed, he thought maybe just once she would ever say that she was proud of him or Oof. loves him even. Then she says, darling, I do hope you haven't done all this for me. Which, like, correct, but also don't say that. Right. She is, like, one of the worst mothers I have seen on screen recently. And I watched I, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> she is worse than her because it's like at least uh lavana did something yeah. you know yeah this lady is just like Meh. yeah Meh, meh. <laughs> then we have some voiceover of the ceremony in the abbey which i almost called downton abbey <laughs> and they're emphasizing the fidelity bits yeah which this subs in for the on the nose music cue. <laughs> yeah. Because we're like, yeah, we get it. He's been unfaithful already yeah. and will continue to do so. Yeah. Remember on Downton Abbey when McGee was giving that tour and she was like, huh, I guess this did used to be an Abbey. That never occurred to me. <laughs> I miss McGee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we say it, because we abbreviate Matthew Good as MG in these recaps. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so did you like this episode? Um, yeah, I did. I mean, there was some very hot sex in it, which that yeah. you know, was fun. That's a good time. Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was interesting what was, you know, we really saw what was motivating both of them, both for good and for bad. Yeah, I, I definitely preferred this one to Barrel. Yeah. Of the two episodes oh, okay, that are okay, like about yeah, yeah. the two of them. Um, I preferred this one. I thought it was more interesting, interesting. With the lone exception of that milkmaid scene. Yeah, well. No one ever needed to see that Peter Morgan. And right. for that, I hope you go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I may rescind that later. Well. I mean, I don't have a say, you right. know. Anything else to say? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I like the other one better personally. Me too. But That, I think, the next one, episode eight. Oof. It's hard to say whether episode eight or nine is my absolute favorite. Okay. Uh, But we will get into this. So until next time, up Up yours yours downstairs. downstairs. I don't have anything clever to say. (laughs) 